Hey, this is Wilson. It's just me again this week. No uh, Galvez or Jason. Uh, in this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about the uh, the crazy week. Uh, I mean, it was a crazy week in uh, more ways than one. Uh, but I'm going to start with um, uh, the NBA playoffs uh, and you know the boycott and uh, you know the games that took place this week. And then I'm going to get into a uh, you know, we had a we had a few deaths this week. We had a few celebrity deaths this week of uh, you know um, notable people. A couple of them were basketball related: uh, Lute Olson and um, Clifford Robinson. Uh, and then I'm going to get uh, into the one that uh, really uh, you know shook up the world, which is the uh, the passing of Chadwick Boseman, the great actor. Uh, who was also, uh, in, a, in a way that, you know, a part of the basketball, um, family. But, you know, like I said, uh, I'm going to start with the, uh, with the playoffs. Um, and, you know, uh, we get to Wednesday and right now it's, uh, it's, it's currently Sunday at, uh, at 1044, um, PM. Uh, as I as I record this uh, on Wednesday of this week, uh, you know the, the news breaks that the uh, Milwaukee Bucks are going to uh, boycott their game against the the Magic, and you know it turns out that all the games end up being postponed um, Wednesday uh, through Friday, and of course this is in response to the uh, police shooting of one Jacob Blake that took place on Sunday of last week. So the same day that I recorded the last episode. And, you know, I, I, I just thought that it was, um, you know, I, I thought it was, it was, it was dubious, you know, a dubious decision. Uh, and you know, there was, there was, you know, so many conflicting reports. I mean, there's, I can't even really get into the, the details of it. But there were so many different reports, you know, coming out of Orlando about you know uh, LeBron and and you know the clip is in the late in the clip, you know LeBron being upset that the Bucks, you know, made you know took that stand that they made without having a plan first, and like the position that it put all the other teams in, and you know the Lakers and the Clippers being the two teams that that wanted to just end the season right there, <laughs> and. You know, it was, uh, you know, it's, I mean, it was so many, so many, di- so much different stuff. You know, you had all these different people on Twitter, these different reporters with so many different uh, accounts of things that were, that were going on. And it, it really seemed like nobody really knew what they were talking about. And it was just, you know, like I said, I don't really, it didn't, it, it never made sense to me why you would boycott your NBA playoff game. I mean, I understand that, you know, the, the Bucks are actually in Milwaukee and the shooting took place. Uh, in Milwaukee, uh, so I mean I get that, but I, I was never really able to, I, I you know I was never really able to understand <clears throat> to understand how that was supposed to like I, I why would you boycott your your playoff game because of that? I mean I just don't I just don't get that. Uh, it, I just that just that just doesn't really make any. Any sense to me? I think people will argue that it has something to do with the uh, 
with the owners. You know, they're trying to force the owners to get involved on on social issues. And I just, I don't know. I, I just think we've, you know, uh, we've gone too far uh, to the left by far with this stuff. You know, imagine being an NBA owner, playing guys tens of millions of dollars uh, to play a, a children's game, and they have this much power, you know, to just boycott games and even decide that they might not play the rest of the, uh, you know, of the season, you know. Um, it just, I, I don't know, that's, that's <laughs> it's probably the only company in the world where that kind of thing um, can take place, you know. So I just, I just, I just never really, um, that just never really made any any sense to me. So that went on uh, from Wednesday through uh, through Friday, and then uh, the games resumed um, on Saturday. And things started off with the Bucks and the Magic, and if the Magic took that game one, uh, you know the Bucks, I think probably predictably, I mean, certainly predictably. The Bucks were able to come back, and you know, they won the next four games of the series, and uh, and they were able to advance. Then you had the Rockets and Russell Westbrook's uh, first game uh, back, uh, his first game of the playoffs. Uh, they blew up the Thunder one fourteen to eighty to take a three two series lead, uh, and then you had uh, the Lakers closing out the um, the Trailblazers uh, minus Dame Lillard, uh, who suffered a First, it was a, a dislocated finger. Then I think he had a knee problem. So he missed game five. And the Lakers, after losing uh, the first game of that, of that series, they were uh, able to win the next four as well behind monster games from LeBron and Anthony Davis. AD had 43-9. and nine, LeBron had 36-10-10. and 10. They shot a combined 28 of uh, 37 from the field. Then on Sunday which was earlier today. Uh, we had game one of the Celtics and the Raptors, which uh, I don't think I caught any of that game. But it was, uh, you know, kind of like I said last week, uh, when Galvez and I were pre- previewing the, the playoffs and, you know, making our predictions for um, each round before the before the uh, uh, playoffs actually started, um, when it got to Raptors, this, this Raptors and uh Celtic series. Galvis picked the Celtics in seven, and I wanted to make the same pick, but then I didn't because I didn't want to make the exact same pick that he made. So I said Raptors in seven, but really and truly, I felt like the Celtics. You know, um, and I said this last week also. Um, if you look at it, they have you know their guys have more. You know, I compared it to the you know when Miami used to play. Um, uh. When Miami used to play, uh, when Miami used to play uh, the Thunder uh, back in the Heatles era, uh, and you know my buddy Sark saying that basically Miami was just like a better, more mature version of um, of the Thunder, meaning the things that that you know that made the Thunder what they were, and gave them advantage over advantages over uh, other teams. It didn't give them the advantage over Miami, and you know, I kind of look at this, you know, it's like matchup-wise, player for player, uh, and, you know, it's still different. You know, with Gordon Hayward being out, that actually, you know, uh, maybe tips things in Toronto's favor uh, as far as, you know, player for player. Uh, maybe they have, you know, 
So now it's with Boston, it's, it's Kemba, Tatum, and Brown. And uh, Toronto still has Siakam. They have Lowry. They have uh, Van Fleet. And they have uh, uh, Ibaka and Norman Powell. So that's five guys. But really, if you look at the point, it's that, you know, I compared it today on Twitter. Uh, Boston's guys are like, you know, uh, you know, it's like Toronto's guys are, let's say, you know, like a Bob Cousy. You know, I didn't want to use Jason. I didn't want to use um, John Stockton because John Stockton was really just a, John Stockton was a killer. But, the, you know, the point is, you know, Toronto's guys are kind of, you know, you know, they don't, they don't have any much. It's not that you need razzle dazzle, but boss, um, but Boston's guys have more of that, you know, have more game, more athleticism, you know, and I think that showed um, in game one, and that's what that's what Toronto is up against, you know, the guy, the fact that Boston's guys are actually just like more talented, you know, uh, Toronto's guys are really good, but Boston's guys are more, you know, have more of that. Uh, you know, there's just a difference. You know, Toronto has a very, you know, very good uh, play within themselves. You know, fundamentally sound, all that. But Boston's guys have that one-on-one. You know, will break you down, um, and that's you know, that's important. Um, it gives you an advantage. Then we have the Clippers uh, beating the Mavericks, one eleven to ninety-seven to close out that series in six games. Uh, Kawhi Leonard has just been a Complete monster uh, in the postseason. Uh, so he had 33, 14, and 7 uh, on 14 of 23 shooting. So in that first round series, uh, he averaged 32.8 points, 9.4 rebounds, 4.8 assists, made 52% of his shots. And as I said on Twitter, also, uh, you know, he's, this, is, this is his season. You know, the playoffs are, are Kawhi Leonard's season. You know, and he's been such, I mean, if you go back to 2016, uh, as far as goes, 67 and 15, uh, and they lose to uh, you know Golden, I'm sorry, uh, Oklahoma City in the second round. Uh, next year they go 61 and 21. They make the conference finals, and Kawhi get the they're kicking uh, Golden State's ass in the um, in the in the game that game one, and Kawhi spreads his ankle, and the Spurs haven't been the same since. You know he has a quad injury. Next, the next game is the uh, the rest of the season, uh, and the Spurs just haven't been the same same team since. You know, even they were able to, you know, they traded him for a good player, a very good player, in Demar Derozan. But it just goes to show the difference between a, a guy like you know Demar Derozan, a many times All Star, and someone like Kawhi Leonard. And then you go, you know, he goes to Toronto one year, wants the title, leaves, comes to the Clippers, uh, and builds, you know, uh, make, makes his. Uh, you know, uh, call it, you know, uh, power plays, power moves. Gets Paul George with him, and now the Clippers are the favorites, probably, to win the title. Uh, and he's just, uh, you know, he's he's a monster. Luca uh, went down swinging with thirty-eight, nine, and nine, but with no Porzingis the last two games of the series, they were always going to be up against it. Uh, so, was it the last three games of the series? It was the last three games of the series. And they won that game for barely, you know, the buzzer with Luca. But then that was, uh, you know, that was uh, that was the best they were going to do. And then we had uh, the Nuggets, who were down three-one. They tied the series at three games apiece tonight. Uh, Jamal Murray had a another fifty-piece. Uh, so in his last three games, now Jamal Murray 
50, 42, and 50. Uh, let's not forget game one, he had uh, 36 in game one also. So he's averaging 34, 6, and 7, uh, 34.6 rebounds and 7 assists for the series. Uh, and making uh, splits at 56%, 54%, 80% from the line. Uh, now Donovan Mitchell in defeat had 44 and he's averaging uh, his splits are, he's averaging 38 4 rebounds, 6 assists and his splits are 55 51, 93 as far as shooting so these guys are just being uh, you know, they're being uh, playing out of their minds uh, I think Galvin said it uh, a couple episodes ago uh, even before the uh, the playoffs started and you had guys like Booker, you know, playing out of their mind, playing the best ball of their lives, uh, you know, and, and T.J. Warren. Uh, and Galvis was saying, you know, he thinks that, you know, you know the lack of distractions uh, is the reason that you have certain guys who play, you know, playing the best ball they've ever played. And, uh, you know, kind of look at what, uh, you know, Murray's always been a, a, a very... You know, he's been a good player. Mitchell's been a, a, a very good player. Uh, but, you know, what they're doing in the bubble is, you know, in these play, this playoff series, uh, is absurd. So, we have uh, the Eastern Conference uh, second round matchups are set. Uh, the Western Conference, we still have to um, uh, decide uh, Rocket Thunder, uh, game six. That's going to be um, tomorrow. I'm thinking the Rockets probably closed that one out. You know, uh, the Thunder have already had a good year. Um, Houston took the first two without rest, lost the next two without rest. The rest comes back, they win by 34. Anything could happen, but I'm guessing that's probably, it's probably the end of the road for the, uh, for the Thunder. They've, you know, they've already overachieved. And then you know, we have to see what happens with uh, Jazz Nuggets game seven. Um, which is going to be on Tuesday. You know, at the, before the series started, I picked um, I picked the Nuggets uh, to win the series. I just thought they were better than Jazz. I think the, I picked the Nuggets in 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 five. Uh, but you know, Utah has surprised me. They're better than I thought they were. Jordan Clarkson has been uh, he's he's been really good for them. I'm glad that he's. Uh, He's got his opportunity now to actually be on a good team where his, you know, contributions uh, can matter because he's really built, you know, to play it, to be that, you know, Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford, uh, you know, Vinny Johnson, you know, that type of guy off the bench, that scoring guard off the bench. He was, he was born to play that role. But, you know, it's only on a good team where it's going to matter. Uh, so, you know, it, I mean, I picked the Nuggets to start the series. They won game one, the Jazz won three straight. Now, if the Nuggets win game seven, they will have won three straight. Uh, you know, the talent is closer than I than I thought it was before the series started. Michael Porter Jr. is going back to coming off of the bench. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a little closer. Uh, so I'm going to stick with my, with my prediction. I think the Nuggets will win game seven. But also, of course, obviously wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if the Jazz won game seven. Uh, it really does seem like they've been, you know, they went up three one. It seems like they've really been. They might be really a little bit better, you know. Um, so we'll have to see what happens. But I have to stick with my prediction.
So the East semi start tomorrow when the Bucks and Heat uh, kick off their series. I'm one of those people who thinks, uh, you know, after watching the first two, you know, watching them in the first round, that uh, the Heat can actually beat the Bucks, which I know in my in my preview, uh, in the preview episode that we did, I think I'm sure I know I picked the Bucks on either five or six. We're looking at the Heat in the first round and actually thinking about this Milwaukee team. Um, you know, Milwaukee's not as talented as they were last year uh, when they had Malcolm Brockton. Uh, if you feel like you look at their team, it's really, I mean, I know they have guys who are not even playing, you know, 30 minutes a game, barely. But you have Giannis and you have Middleton and you have Bledsoe. And after them, you know, it's really kind of, you know, it's, it's a bunch of, you know, good role players. But it's really, they were really more talented last year. They're a little thinner this year, uh, top to bottom. So, you know, and I look at this Miami team that just, you know, plays hard, plays well. Obviously, Eric Fletcher knows what he's doing. Jimmy Weller is a tough guy. And I like what they're doing. But, you know, the thing that gives me pause and ultimately th- makes me think that the Bucks will still win this series is the fact that you really don't see many second-round upsets uh, of this, uh, you know, what this would be. Uh, you know, the Heat team that went 44-29. A Bucks team that went fifty six and seventeen, and this is a this is a one versus this is a one versus five matchup, you know, and you usually don't see uh, matchups like that uh, in, in an upset. Uh, you know, usually if you're the number one seed and you can survive the first round, you know, some type of upset or some type of injury that leads to an upset. Then by the time you get to the second round, you're pretty much safe, and you won't have to worry until the uh, the conference finals. But I do like this Heat team a lot, but ultimately I'm going to stick with my pick. So we'll see what happens going forward. Also in basketball or in the basketball world, Thursday saw the passing of Lute Olson, the great uh, college coach uh, who led um, Arizona to a national championship. Uh, during the 1997 uh, season. Little Olsen coached Arizona from 1983 to 2008, so 35 years. Uh, he made five uh, Final Fours in 1980, 1988, 1994, 1997, and 2001. Uh, that 2001 occasion, uh, he reached the final against Duke. That was the Duke team with you know, Jason Williams and Shane Battier and Mike Dunleavy and Carlos Boozer and Chris Duhon. And the Arizona team, he had Jason Gardner and, uh, but more notably, uh, Gilbert Arenas and Richard Jefferson and Luke Walton. But, you know, they ran into a Duke team that, you know, I mean, that was one of Mike Krzyzewski's best uh, Duke teams. But Luke uh, Olsen, uh, also won 11 uh, Pac-10 regular season titles and four Pac-10 tournament titles. And he is a member of the uh, Nathan's Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame and the National uh, Collegiate Basketball uh, Hall of Fame. I'm sorry, that was 25 years that he coached uh, 
Arizona, not 35 years. Uh, but so, you know, rest in peace, Lute Olson. Also, uh, Saturday morning is when news broke of the passing of one Clifford Robinson. Uh, Clifford Robinson, probably most famous for his years as a member of the Portland Trailblazers. He played on those two final teams that they had in 1992. He was a rookie in 1990. Won um, a sixth man of the year in, uh, in 93. Was an all-star in, uh, in 94. Had a few years averaging, you know, over 20 points a game. Uh, averaged 14 points a game for his career. Over 18 seasons. Uh, I had forgotten just how many points Cliff Robinson scored in his career. Um, Cliff Robinson, for, for his career, scored 19,591 points, so almost 20,000 points. Uh, and as I said on Twitter, that's, Twitter, that's, um, that's what happens when you're a good player and you don't miss games. Uh, I'm going to go through Robinson's um, career here and show you uh, just how durable he was. So starting in 1990, this is how many games he played each season. 82, 82, 82, 82, 82, 75, 78, 81, 80, 50 out of 50 in the strike year, 80, 82, 80, 81, 82, 71, 80, and then only in his last year, he only played 50 games. He was 40 years old. So, you know, if you're a good player and you don't miss games uh, over the years, uh, the numbers add up. Uh, Reference Andre Miller on Twitter. He was the same way. Over 16,000 points, over 8,000 assists. Because he was a good player and he didn't miss games. So, you know, uh, rest in peace to, to, to Clifford Robinson. And of course, the death that, um, that really uh, sent shockwaves uh, throughout the world. Uh, the passing of uh, Chadwick Boseman at the age of 43, which came as just a complete shock, just because no one, I mean, he, Chadwick Boseman was just in the, you know, I mean, he was in the Five Bloods, which came out this show on Netflix, uh, and no one knew the, of his illness. It turns out that Chadwick Boseman uh, was fighting colon cancer for the last four years of his life. Uh, and it's just, it was, uh, it was, it was just something, it was just a real, it was just one of those, what? You know? It's amazing. Bozeman, uh, how much he did in, uh, you know, a relatively short period of time. Uh, you know, his first film role was uh, in 2008. It was his first movie role. Somebody pointed out to me on Twitter that he had a, uh, a TV career before that. But uh, it was in the last seven years of his, of his life, uh, he started as Jackie Robinson in 42. Uh, he started in Draft Day, uh, which was a Kevin Costner movie. He started as James Brown in Get On Up. He started as Thurgood Marshall in Marshall. And of course, he started as Black Panther in, uh, sorry, T'Challa slash Black Panther in Black Panther. Uh, and was also in two Avengers movies. Um, and then, of course, I mentioned this year uh, the, the Five Bloods, last year, 21 Bridges. Uh, his, his last um, 
movie role uh, for uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is produced uh, in part by Denzel Washington. Uh, he's going to be in that. That's set to come out um, this year, I think. Or I'm not sure. But, um, you know, yeah, like I said, it was really, uh, it was a real shocker, you know, a real blow. Chadwick Boseman, uh, you know, uh, for, you know, just to play those, you know, those iconic black characters, and then to be, you know, uh, the title character in the most uh, important, the most successful black film uh, ever made. ABC, they aired tonight, a, um, they aired Black Panther uh, in its entirety without any commercials. And then after that, they had a special uh, retrospective uh, on his life and career that was hosted by Robin Roberts. Uh, and, you know, it's just, it just, uh, it just sucks, man. I uh, guess the guy was a class act, uh, very dignified, um, you know, just really, really seemed like a nice guy. Uh, even while he, you know, I remember when he was, um, uh, you know, before he passed, uh, after Black Panther came out and he was, uh, he was you know, in the movie, he has the thing where he does the, the crossed arms, whatever the, whatever the Wakandan salute is or whatever. And the movie comes out and you can tell everywhere he went, people wanted him to, to do that. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you can tell he wasn't really digging it, uh, but he would seem like he would do it anyway, you know, just because people wanted him to do it, you know. And uh, there was a girl on Twitter who was talking about, I guess he did a Howard's um, commencement speech uh, and she posted a picture. Uh, she had posted it before and she came back to it and talked about, I guess he wasn't supposed to stop and take pictures of the first time she walked up to him. Uh, he, uh, he he politely declined and then he came back and, and got her and took the picture with her. Uh, so, you know, just a just a really nice guy. And it sucks when you lose uh, people who are, uh, you know, so important to, uh, you know, to to filmmaking, to, you know, to, to, the, to the movie industry. So rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Rest in peace to Clifford Robinson. Rest in peace to Lute Olson. Before I get out of here, just a reminder to follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at TCP underscore pod and to like it on Facebook. Just search for the Complete Player Podcast. Send feedback and mailback questions to Wilson Report Redux at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. The show is also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, I'm sorry, Google, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. I am out.